The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to Parenthood. Your life does not end here. Hi, I'm Chriselle Lim, mother of two. And I'm Sarah Son, also a mother of two. We are longtime friends and now mothers. This is Being Bumo, a podcast about all things parenting. We want to have honest conversations about motherhood so we can each define it for ourselves. We're here to build our village and we hope that you join us. Pat Sadler. It is so good to see you. I've missed your beautiful face. I mean, I see you on Instagram like every day. So I feel like I am connected to you, but I haven't seen you in real life in so long. Mm. And it's just so nice to be here with you in the same room. In the same room. I think we, we've we've sat next to each other at an occasional fashion show or whatever mm. else. But I know we get to properly catch up. Yes. Okay. So for those of you guys that don't know our relationship, Kat has just been such a incredible supporter. And she... I, I always joke that like there were people that were kind of mean to us bloggers when we first started. But Kat was like one of the nicest people that were in like mainstream media. She was like this big, big like star celebrity to me when I saw her. I was like, oh, my God, Kat Sadler is like <laughs> sitting next to me. Like that's how I felt like a decade ago. And I I just feel like I've seen you grow in your career and then your families and your personal life. And it's just. Yeah, it's mm. it's so nice to be here with you. Likewise, yeah. I respect you so much, and you were such an aspiration. And you only thought that because I'm just so much older than you that uh. you were just watching me on TV back in the day, you know. <laughs> and that's what people actually did. <laughs> so we're gonna get into it. I wanted to invite Kat on to being Bumo, and sadly, Sarah, my co-host, couldn't be here today. But selfishly, I'm excited because I get to ask all the questions that I want to ask you because we are going to be talking specifically about divorce and co-parenting. You know, when I was going through my divorce not too long ago, you were one of the first people that really popped up in my head because of just the grace and uh, how you were able to handle the situation. And not just that, but the respect that you have with your partner and even with his new wife, which is also a friend of mine and obviously one of your best friends now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just I wanted people to see that it is not the end of it all once you get a divorce, because I think the questions that I get a lot and I'm still going through my process. It's It's mm -hmm. been a year and a half, but. I'm still going through it, but you've been divorced for how long now? Well, God, see, this is going to be the Cat So Old podcast. I've been <laughs> married twice. And so my first marriage was about eight years long, but I got divorced, you know, similarly to you in that I was in my 30s, my early 30s, and I had two small children. I, you know, my boys, I have two boys. They were six and two at the time. And then I did remarry. And again, we'll get to all the, the silver linings in all of my relationships, but my second marriage was about the same, about seven years, but that ended five years ago. Mm, I see. And so you had kids in the picture since the beginning with yeah. your first divorce. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So our podcast is specifically for parents. And yeah. I have a lot, a lot of people DMing me mm -hmm. now being like, now that I've opened up with my situation, they're like, well, I'm kind of going through what you're going through, but we have kids. Like, I don't know how to navigate it with kids. Yeah. So let's kind of start from sure. there. Like, yeah. how was it for you when you knew that this wasn't it for you, but you had your little ones? Like, how yeah. did you come to that decision and that bravery to be like, okay, like, this isn't it? Yeah. Well, like I'm sure you were feeling and anyone who's gone through this, I mean, they were at the for forefront of my mind for a very, very long time. And it, it almost even just explaining it now, what's wild is that, you know, my parents divorced when I was two. And that sounds so young, right? And you just think, oh, that's so heartbreaking to hear that a family can come apart when a, a child is so young. And then there I was doing, you know, the same thing. It's like history repeating itself. Mm -hmm. I was going through divorce when my kids were really young. So... You know, I was clearly very concerned about what that would look like. If we were to, to divorce, what type of life would we have moving forward? So I am very fortunate in the sense that 
Kyle, my first husband, is and was a very, very good man. So mm. I knew I had the comfort and the solace of knowing, like, if we are apart and if this is no longer, you know, the nuclear family, as mm-hmm. they used to call it, we'll still be able to create a life that is enriching for our kids and healthy. Of course, I struggled with the same feelings of guilt. You yeah. know, this isn't no one gets married to get divorced. And this is not the the, the dream that we had for ourselves. But, you know, listen, I, I've always been able to really been be self aware and really in tune with my feelings. And one of my promises I've, I've made to myself my whole life is, is not betraying myself. Mm. And had I stayed, you know, I, I wouldn't have been my best. And had we stayed together, he wouldn't have been his happiest. And so you get to that point where the writing is just really on the wall. And then it becomes, you make the decision a, and then it becomes, what do we want this post-married life to look like? Mm. And I was so fortunate that, you know, listen, it was not overnight. Do not get me wrong. It was not like, you know, we divorced on a Monday and on Tuesday it was happily ever after, <laughs> you know, in this like new modern family. There was a good period of a year where it was, you know, a lot of uh, disappointment, a mm. lot of resentment, a lot of, you know, the normal feelings people go through. But then it was like, how can we do this once again to benefit these boys? And the co-parenting started then. And, you know, I was lucky that it really there was a lot of communication. Mm. I think communication is huge, huge, huge. You know, so we weren't guessing. It wasn't like, okay, we're divorced. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Okay, when are the kids where? I mean, I was very lucky. And there are different schools of thoughts on this. We never had a super strict back and forth split of our children. It was very much, he wanted to be so involved Mm. that... You know, there were a lot of sports being played. There were a lot of activities going, you know, know, that the boys had to be at. So in some ways that was so beautiful. I mean, I should tell everyone my boys are 21 and 17 now. So this is a whole long life, a whole long life of this. So this is really memory lane for me. But they, their dad has just been showing up their whole life. And so God, am I lucky, right? And God, are they lucky? So, but they never had a lot of predictability in the back and forth. So, you know, that's something I've always kind of struggled with. And I've heard them say on the one hand, thank God, you you know, you and dad have been so cool. We go on vacations together. We co-parent together. We're like always in communication. I still think Kyle would take a bullet for me. I'm the mother of his kids. But at the same time, as children, they often didn't know when they woke up where they were going to be later. Mm, you know, I so I have some some of that I go back and think about maybe we should have a little more structure because in some ways, even though they had two very nurturing households, there was a lot of ping ponging going on because of how busy all of our lives were and my career would take me out of town and things like that. I'm kind of giving you the, the long and short of it all in one answer. But the communication early on after divorce really set the stage and set the tone for how we wanted it to look. You know, what's funny about that is I 1000% agree with the communication part. And I never thought that I could be the person that would be able to separate my personal issues with my ex and being a mom and a dad to our kids. I thought for some reason... If I dislike someone, then it goes all across the board. But we have become so good at separating those two, I guess, sides of ourselves and really just being able to give the kids the best life um, that they deserve and our own issues, we'll just deal with it on our own, right? Mm -hmm. And it's so funny that when I think about it now, it's like parents can really just they're just superhumans I feel like mm-hmm. because you are able to turn it on and off for your kids and that's exactly what I like Alan and I did and I'm really really proud of ourselves because you know personally we're not in the best place like I wish we could go on vacation together we're definitely not there yet <laughs> yeah. but we're just that's you know normal. we have worked so well to be able to give the kids the best life and we work so well together. And I'm like, and we were joking. We're like, maybe we're just meant to be co-parents because we're so good at it. You know? And isn't that a gift? I mean, that is even, that's the way I kind of described to my kids. 
Because it is, you know, sometimes it's hard when they do see their parents getting along so well. They're like, wait, why aren't you still together? Because it's a little confusing for them. I always like to say, you know, that was the that was the thing we did best. We brought the both of you into this world. Mm -hmm. That was our job. And now that gets to be our job forever. We're still mom and dad. Yeah. Yeah. And so now that your kids are way older, I didn't realize that they're 21 and 17. That is insane. You look like you're 21, by the way. No, I don't. No, I do (laughs) not. You do. You do. But I die even saying 21. I mean, we're having those conversations about him moving out right now. But that's a whole other story. I know. I know. So now that, you know, they're grown and they have gone through these different transitions what do they remember about it? Because that's a question that I always have because my kids are little. They When I got divorced, Colette was two. She's three now. And Chloe was six and she's seven. So Chloe obviously remembers a lot, but Colette doesn't really. Mm-hmm. So with your boys, like, what do they remember? And like, do you feel like they turned out well? <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot to say on that. Well, firstly, about that time, I, I, I remember you know, dad's first place. That was a big deal. I think that's probably ingrained in their memory because when you live in a house with, you know, four people and then you suddenly are going to see daddy somewhere else. I mean, I think they remember the couple first few places he landed before, Mm. you know, he got his next house and whatnot. So I think, you know, you those visuals probably as, as children that age, you, you never forget that. That's kind of cemented mm-hmm. in your memory. But I, I remember my feeling at that time, and maybe you can relate to this, is as devastating as it was and before I had really made peace with the dissolve of the marriage and, you know, still feeling a little like a failure, even mm-hmm. though it was what I wanted and even though... It was what I believed would be the best for all of us. What I do remember is, you know, suddenly you're at the dinner table with your kids and your spouse isn't there. And suddenly, you know, the 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 walls within your home change, the energy changes. And I remember like, again, I was on E at the time and I'd, I'd come in the door and the first thing I'd do is kids and dinner and all these things. And I remember feeling much lighter. I remember the energy just being like, it was like a big exhale, you know, because when you're holding it together for so long and you do know it's wrong or you don't, and you know, there's, you know, the end has come living in that for too long can be very, very toxic. So I just remember, you know, even though I was very sad, you know, mourning the loss of my marriage, I was, a weight was lifted. So I remember, I remember that being a, a, a positive piece of that time in my life, even though, trust me, I was in the bathtub, you know, bawling my eyes out on many occasions. I remember them seeing me, you know, I, I didn't want them to see me that sad. I remember trying to protect them from that. I also have said this before that actually having a job that I had to show up for every single day and the lights go on and be on camera actually in many ways saved me because I didn't have the leisure to like go to bed with a bottle of wine and never get out from under the covers, you know, Mm -hmm. that whole thing. So that period in my, in my life was different for all of us for different reasons. But today, and this hopefully gives people some hope out there who are going through this and, and, and will go through the many phases of post-divorce life is that Ryan, my youngest, was interviewing for high school, right? Here in Mm -hmm. LA, you have to, you know, there's a whole process. Sometimes it's like getting into college. And when Ryan was um, being interviewed for one of his high schools, you know, they interview the mom and then they interview the dad or the child or whatever. And I had to be interviewed first. And then Ryan went in the room with the faculty member after that. And I was telling a bit of our story and whatnot. And the man, the man actually came in and said, wow, you know, whatever whatever blended family situation that you have created, this kid, like he is so well-adjusted and he was explaining about your family and and your stepmom and your dad and like all the dynamics and all the experiences. And it's, yeah, it's really unconventional, but he's so proud and he's so happy about it. And so for me as a mom, it's like, oh my God, that is so wonderful to hear because I don't think my boys knew how rare it was for a really long time until they got a little bit older and started seeing their friends get parents get divorced mm-hmm. and seeing some of the, the drama and the scandal and the disappointment and the back and forth and the non-speaking and all these things where to hear them kind of go, oh, wow, you know, you guys... You, you guys managed to accomplish this 
bravo. So that was very, very fulfilling. I mean, that is so fulfilling. Like that's all you want to hear from a child, especially after going through divorce. You're like, okay, like they are going to be all right. They're going to turn out as these wonderful little creatures, even though we're not following the path that I thought we were going to take and live the life that we thought we were going to have. But they're still you know, well-adjusted, resilient little kids. Yeah, and you just keep stuffing them with love the way you would anyway. Yeah. And back to your point about like, you know, it is a process and you're going to get there one day and maybe you will or won't ever go on vacation with somebody. I'm not saying that that's the solution (laughs) for everybody. But if we're holding on, if we're holding on to that poison that we can't let go of, or maybe those indiscretions our partner did against us or whatever your situation is, whether it's adultery or lies or deceit or betrayal or whatever, or maybe nothing, I don't know. But the sooner we let go and process that and heal, the better it is for our kids. Mm, And 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 I'm not, again, saying you snap your fingers and that's the case. But if that's what you're working towards, you can certainly feel good about, you know, where you want to get to at the end of the day. And that's how you feel lighter. As you mentioned, it's like Mm -hmm. once you let all that go, then you're doing yourself justice because it's like it doesn't matter what other people think. It doesn't matter what's going on because you feel lighter and a huge kind of weight lifted off your shoulders and your your children will really see that as well. I think that for me. I remember giving Chloe a bath, Chloe and Colette a bath at our very first home. It was kind of like our transitional home before like moving into uh, my more permanent home now. And she was just saying, mommy, you look happy. She's like, you look happier. And I, I, I get to spend more time with you. And that's when it clicked for me. I was like, oh my God, like kids, no, they just, they could sense and feel when you're faking it, when you're actually happy and they don't, you don't need to fake it around them. You could, I mean, obviously we want to, you know, put some parameters around things that we tell them, but you know, you don't have to hide things from them because they just naturally know. So true. And so when I was going through my situation, Chloe saw me very, very unhappy. And so she knew what to compare it to to mommy today, right? Mm-hmm. And they much prefer that versus a unhappy mom, but still married, right? Completely, completely. I yeah. mean, if you think back to, I think back um, to being a child of divorce myself, and I and I think of like some of the most painful memories I have are hearing my parents argue mm. or laying in bed at night and knowing there's a fight going on in the living yeah. room. It's really loud or whatever life happens and you know listen I'm fine you know we're all gonna live like you know we get through adversity and you know sometimes that creates who we are we're more resilient because of it and all these things but if getting into two different homes with two different roofs over your heads and your kids heads just means that you're not together in many ways think we have to let go of what we were always taught is the only formula for family yeah well let's talk about that because Now the modern family looks different, right? Before it would be kind of hush, hush, your parents are divorced. You're probably like the only person. But now it's like there's many blended families. There are different types of families. There are gay parents. There are, you know, single parents. There there are so many different types of dynamics within just like my daughter's school alone. And I've had to have those conversations with her explaining to her like everyone is different and our family's different now too and that's the beauty about it right so let's talk about your dynamic because i when i first heard your story i was like how does that work right <laughs> but you've created such a healthy environment for your kids and at the end of the day that's all that really matters mm-hmm. so what does this blended family look like for you yeah it's so funny to hear you even say that. Yes, the kids were certainly the intention behind it, but selfishly, it's benefited me so much too mm. because we are able to spend such quality time together because of what we have over the years kind of um, created. And essentially, that is, you know, a lot of people didn't believe me for so long, but. I brought up the communication piece. Kyle and myself were really good at communicating in those early days. And it wasn't long after we got divorced that he was dating someone and he, he was great. He said, you know, 
I have been seeing so-and-so, Sarah was her name, and may I bring her to Austin's birthday party? I was hosting the party at my house, and I remember saying, sure, yeah, okay. But, you know, then, of course, you're like, (gasps) (gasps) who is it? Who is it? Where did she come from? How long have they been dating? You know, and uh, much like your situation, I had been with Kyle since college. We were college sweethearts. Then, you know, this was back in the Midwest. We're from Indiana. We had moved to L.A. when I got my job. He had work here in L.A. And so we'd been together for 12 years. Mm. I had never so much as seen him with another woman, Yeah, you know, and, and here... Here came Sarah, 10 years younger, of course, to the birthday party. And I remember my friends were like, <gasps> you know, and it was all the all the drama. But oddly enough, I, I felt somewhat comfortable because my first thought was I'd rather have him have a one solid relationship with someone rather than a flavor of the week. Right. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. my kids are going over there all the time. It's kind of nice that he's in a relationship yeah. versus, you know, who knows who's coming through or whatever. And then I met her and she was lovely. And it was, you know, I always tell the story. I was time to sing happy birthday and we were in the kitchen and I had the birthday cake and she walked up to me and she just said, how can I help? And I said, well, I'll cut the cake and you can scoop the ice cream. And from that moment on, it was at that moment where I was like, wow, this, this, it doesn't get more pure than this. It was Mm. like a very loving, unspoken exchange. And I really took comfort in that, you know, because I thought, well, not only is this going to be okay, everything's going to be okay. I felt very comforted. But then I also thought, wow, he picked a quality person. Mm. And again, when it's about the kids, like that just made me feel so at ease. And so To fast forward, um, they are still together today. They've been married. They have their own daughter, Ava, who is six, who is like my own daughter. And because Sarah was so open and because Kyle was such a good communicator, there was no jealousy. There was everything was so transparent and on the table. And so very quickly within their relationship, you know, holidays were easier. Back and forth was easier. And then it wasn't long after that, that Sarah and I started working together. And this is a piece where people are like, what? As you know, Sarah is in the the digital management mm-hmm. industry and she's had fashion and beauty conferences. And I started hosting a bunch of those for Sarah who asked me to. And so then we started working together in an official capacity. So then we became friends because we were going on like business trips together without the kids, without Kyle and and we just created a very trusting friendship and so it's just made everything I just feel so lucky I know that this is very abnormal that all of the pieces of the puzzle would kind of fall into place mm-hmm. like this but again you know it would take one bad apple in the situation to screw all that up yeah. right and it's it was really started with parents be you know putting the past where it belongs mm-hmm. and only looking forward yeah. in, in an open way and so god I just feel feel so fortunate I, it is possible and I guess that's you know my message just to people is to keep the faith because yeah. it isn't overnight but with all of those occurrences we had and all those interactions we had because we chose love and just you know, honesty and wanted the best for the kids at the end of the day that, you know, here we are now. And Sarah was just on my podcast recently and we're sharing the story at length for the first time. And a lot of people really responded to it. Yeah. You guys have to listen to that podcast episode because I listened to it and I was like mind blown Mm -hmm. with kind of how honest you guys were about this whole process of how you guys are feeling about each other and all of that. And I was laughing out loud at some point because you're like, I'm like the sixth wheel now to them because you're just always like going on to their family trips and stuff. Yeah. But honestly, I thought you and because I know Sarah as well. Um, I thought you and Sarah were. You guys knew each other way, way before because you guys were like the bestest of friends and you guys just seemed so connected in that sense. And I just assume that she met your ex through me, through you. Yeah. Nope. 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 Isn't that wild? That's Isn't that so wild? wild? But that, that just shows you how beautiful this relationship has become. And of course, your story is a very unique one, but it also gives someone like me hope, right? It does take time, but eventually, you know, 
that literally sounds like the dream where you could do holidays together, where you can go on vacation together. And for me, it's like, yeah, you want the best for your ex. You want the best for your them because essentially if you have kids, like you want them to have a great girlfriend. You want them to have a great wife eventually, right? Because the kids are going to be with them as well. And mm-hmm. so I I don't know. I just really love hearing your story because it brings so much hope to me and I'm sure a lot of a lot of our listeners as well good it it, it is it is about hope and it's about choices I think I'm because I was even just thinking of your situation like you know there's a lot of unknown right Mm -hmm. still in the future and what's going on and you don't have another partner yet and he doesn't or you know I, I don't I don't know any of the inner workings but you just hope that you know when he does mm hmm he chooses someone that's on the same page that you are right now. Like yeah. you're saying, I want a loving exchange. I want him to be happy because if he's happy, the kids are happy. You know, it takes one person to come in and screw that up. Like, mm. you know, if he ends up in a relationship with someone who is like, I will never talk to Chriselle or whatever. or yeah. I don't want to be at the same functions as her. And like I, my time, your time is my time, not shared time. You, know? mm. you just hope people are evolved enough or enlightened enough or just love themselves enough to be yeah. secure enough yeah. to be able to go, I can handle that situation. We can walk in the room and be civil. And not everybody has to go on vacation together, but just the civility of being enlightened enough to know that, you know, toxic, ugly, bad behavior like that is, it's more childish than anything. Yeah. Get over it. Yeah. No, absolutely. And we all, you know, I'm not going to lie. Like I, in the very early stages of this, like I would catch myself and even my friends being like, oh no, like that's, you're being too, I'm like, no, but like, I I want, I shouldn't be nasty, you know, because we had, and I would even tell him like, we have a long road ahead of us. You know, even though we're, we're not married, we are going to be talking every single day. I always joke with him. I'm like, we are talking more now than we've ever done. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that funny? Because of the kids, right? Mm -hmm. And we're always in communication. And so for the people that are listening that are kind of going through their own stuff, it's like, I mean, hate to break it to you, but if you have kids, you're still in a relationship with your ex. And that's just the reality of it. And sure you're going to have to get to a point where you feel comfortable with just being able to talk to this person, yeah. no matter how you feel about him or her. Yeah. So I feel bad for people because I always like say with the disclaimer, like, It wasn't like Kyle did the unthinkable and it was so scandalous that I could never forgive him, Mm -hmm. you know, and all that. So I do, I feel for people, people have come to me and said things like, yeah, but he didn't do this, this and this. And my, my man did this, this and this. And it was just so, you know, almost unforgivable behavior. So I understand that it's going to be more difficult in those Mm -hmm. situations, obviously, And or, I mean, to take it to the extreme without airing my whole life, but like I know people who like sometimes I shouldn't even go down this road, but sometimes even exes or dissolves of marriages are such that, you know, you you might even want to hoard your kids from someone because being with your ex is not the best place for them. Mm -hmm. I mean, imagine that scenario. That isn't great either. So. Divorce looks so many different ways and rebuilding looks so many different ways. But, you know, it it does begin with our choices. Our family is very excited for school to end and summer to begin. We're looking forward to spending a lot of time with cousins and grandparents this summer and just do a lot of different things with them. One of them is KiwiCo. KiwiCo delivers enriching hands-on experiences that will spark curiosity and inspire creativity. Kids can discover the engineering and mechanics behind everyday objects, the science and chemistry of cooking, geography and culture from new places, and brand new art and design techniques, all through seriously fun hands-on projects. KiwiCo offers subscription lines for kids of all ages, ranging from infants to preschoolers all the way to teens. And that's actually the box we are currently using. It is their Tinker category for ages 9 through 13. And currently we're working on the Domino box. It's pretty cool. And this box comes with beautiful instructions, a lot of illustrations, step-by-step, And it talks to us about reaction attraction and energy transfer, and they do it while having so much fun. 
We've been using KiwiCo for five years, and the great thing about them is that they have these categories, like they make boxes for toddlers, they make boxes for kind of preschool, and then they make boxes for um, elementary and older kids. So that's pretty cool. And we are just solid fans of KiwiCo. I personally don't want to pay $500 for summer camp a week. We are going to be doing a lot of KiwiCo, and I think they're amazing. As a parent, it can be hard to find creative ways to keep our kids busy during the summer. But KiwiCo does a legwork for us so we can spend quality time tackling projects together. So they're having fun while learning, while spending time together. It's pretty cool. Get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with code BUMO at Kiwi co.com that's 50% off your first month at kiwico.com promo code bumo b-u-m-o just two months ago i had no idea what period underwear was enter thinks thinks are reusable underwear that absorb your period they look and feel just like normal underwear Thinx period underwear comes in a range of absorbances from lightest to super that hold up to five regular tampons or 2.5 regular pads worth of blood. And thank God my friend had a pair in her bag because I had a leak during our lunch and you know, it's embarrassing. It's not the end of the world, but definitely embarrassing. So I was so grateful that she had a pair of underwear with her. Thinks is offering our listeners $10 off your first order with code BUMO, B-U-M-O. Visit RethinkYourCycle.com. That's RethinkYourCycle.com to claim $10 off your first order using code BUMO, B-U-M-O. Another really cool thing about this underwear is that they are machine washable. Just toss it in the washing machine with all your other laundry and hang to dry. Things is size inclusive, offering all of their styles and sizes small up to 4X. Things has a 60-day money-back guarantee so you can try their period underwear risk-free. Over 1.2 million people have made the switch to Things. I am one of them. So go to RethinkYourCycle.com. That's RethinkYourCycle.com to claim $10 off your first order using the code BUMO, B-U-M-O, Make the switch to things today. Hi guys, my name is Sarah Nicole and I am the host of the Papaya Podcast, where each week we dish out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom all through candid conversations in a very real and tangible way. I want everyone to know that they're not alone and that we share in these experiences called life. And sometimes when we get to know somebody else's story, it changes ours a little bit as well. So I want you to tune in with us on Mondays, subscribe, rate and review it and keep these conversations going with us. You can tune in behind the scenes at the Papaya Podcast and the Birds with Fire on Instagram as well. Can't wait to see you next week. So let's talk about rebuilding then because, you know, obviously now you have explained kind of the choice that you made, the dynamic of your, your family. How did you rebuild yourself and how did this kind of, I guess, I mean, we're going to get into dating later because I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> but... Oh, how how did you find yourself again? Because you were in a relationship since you were very young and you only knew what that your world wrapped around this relationship and you didn't know anything outside of that really. So how did you rebuild yourself? Like what what did that process look like for you? Ugly. <laughs> no, <laughs> messy. Tequila. <laughs> Man. Oh, Chriselle, I was I'm trying to think of how old I was when we got divorced. I was probably... 30, like four or something. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think a lot of women find themselves in this position where you kind of like wake up one day. And then if you are single, all of a sudden, you're like, who am I? Like, yeah. who am I without this partner? And who am I on my own? You're absolutely right. And um, mine was pretty, I remember it being pretty sloppy early on, because I do think I was like getting it out of my system. You mm. know, I was like partying all the time. I mean, that's the upside. And you kind of alluded to this, not the upside, but you find yourself without kids all of a sudden. Yeah. And so you have more freedom all of a sudden, and oh, you yeah. have more time on your hands all of a sudden. And for those of us who've, you know, been working and mothering and working and mothering seven, 24 seven, it is different. So I remember, like, 
I was, you know, out with my friends who didn't have kids. And I was, you know, back, this was whew, back in the, the club days in LA. I was like <laughs> out a lot. And I think I was even working in Vegas at the time. So I think the first part of it was just getting everything out of my system and probably having more fun or too much fun than I probably should have been but at the time. that's part of the process, though, I, I feel yeah. like. I saw this TikTok recently and it's like this like the phases of a divorced woman it's like one the party phase the hoe phase and like i I forgot the other one but i was laughing so hard because i was like oh my god is this is this the this is it's like so determined like what people go through that's so true i didn't see that but that sounds spot on i don't know if i did party and hoe at the same time maybe but i was there i was definitely there and i don't regret that like you said it is part of the process and then i eventually did start dating again and that was the hardest i think that was the hardest part not not the actual dating but just even getting in the mindset that i was going to be open to being with another human being and that Mm. can be scary if you're with someone for a very long time so but let me tell you you know at first it was trepidation like I literally don't know if my lips can get on someone else's lips. Like, I don't even know. Like, am I going to remember how to do that if it's not him? You know, all this, like, I was like, felt like I was a little girl, not a little girl, but I felt like an idiot again. I mean, again. you're questioning yourself a lot. I mean, I, I'm in a yes. place where I'm just like, wait, how does this work? Yes. This is scary. Yes. Like, what yes. are, what are we supposed to talk about? Like, yes. like, it's just. Yes, because you're wearing that same hat for so long and your mommy hat and your wife hat and it's the roles are so defined and then suddenly all that disappears and you're like, oh God, you know, what do I do here? So it goes from being scared to then being a lot of fun (laughs) and then making more mistakes again. So, you know, it just never ends because then I, you know, I remember just dating I think I dated for about three years after Kyle. And then before I knew I was married again, Priscilla. So mm. uh, the difference with my second marriage um, is, and again, I, I, I am known for being really good friends with my exes, but Reese and I were married and we didn't work out, but we didn't have more kids. So I will say the second divorce was much tidier, much easier, mm. like v- very um, much more straightforward in that, you know, without kids. It's so if you're going to get easier. a divorce and you don't have kids yet, do it now. <laughs> I'm just of. kidding. I mean, honestly. But yeah, it's a, it's, it's a way different experience. <sighs> yeah. And like you said, you're, you're, you're with the father of your kids until they're oh yeah i mean for the rest of time yeah i mean legally into 18 but no it it keeps going because they're gonna get married one day or whatever else and have life events and you're gonna want to be there and so will he we assume so yeah it's a lifelong partnership even after divorce yeah i mean that's why I, i always joke i'm like you know we we have a long ride which is pretty much the rest of our lives we are gonna be parents of these kids we might as well somewhat try to get along you know because you know what's weird though it's so I mean if we're just keeping this so real and I think about this a lot because I know a lot of people who've gone through divorce and I know a lot of people like even in the movies you or even if again back to Amber Heard and Johnny Depp I'm obsessed with this trial I'm so sorry is it still going on it's oh yeah it's still it's it's intense it's very very intense but the thing is like you just said you're like yeah we better get along how do we go from not just liking someone but loving someone Mm. to the point you want to commit the rest of your life with them. And then you can, that can, for all of the many reasons, turn into such disdain for someone. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Where you're like the line, the thin line between love and hate. Yeah. Right? Like, like how can you be so, because it's human nature. It's like so many people have this story. So I, I kind of try to like somehow reflect on that and go, once upon a time, this was a person you saw all of the best in and yeah. you loved to you know, the ends of the earth and you wanted to procreate with them. And then life happens and all the things happen and then it ends. But it's wild to then if you bring it back to the beginning and try and remember the good or, you know, before, I don't know, it was, it was tainted for whatever reason. Again, life does happen, but it's it's wild to think about, right? It, it's so wild. It's I was actually just thinking about that. And what I've come to a realization is that 
I think we all get so, especially with marriages, because what we were taught and, you know, for me, I grew up in a very traditional Christian home. So what we were taught is like, you are with one person for the rest of your life. Like you have to serve this person. This is your man or your wife or your husband or your wife or whatever, whatnot. Right. But what I'm learning now is that people will come into your life and they have, they will serve their purpose and you have to kind of thank them for that moment in time. Because there was a moment in time. I mean, everyone at some point, unless like, I don't know, it was like a setup or whatever. But at some point, you're like, I really love this person. And this person fulfills me in this capacity, in this way. And we forget that, right? And that's what we actually needed at the time. We always forget who we were before. And so you think about where we are now and it doesn't serve you anymore. That's okay, right? right. And it allows you to kind of let go in peace and be like, thank you. Even though like maybe whether or not they did something horrific or not, but at that time before this all happened, it was wonderful and it served the purpose. Right. That's so well like said. Yeah. Try it. to focus on that. Yeah. It, it, they, or it served a purpose, a moment in time, many moments in time. And if it's no longer serving you, making peace and letting that go, rather than holding on to all of the the unattractive reasons that it ended. Yeah. So that has helped me a lot mm -hmm. because it's so easy to get to why it ended, what happened, where it ended. But no, I'm just like, okay, because people are like, how? Yes, it's it's only been a year, year and a half. But like, they're like, how are you so okay? Like how? And I'm like, because... I don't have any hatred in me. Like, I don't have any bitterness about what happened. It's just, I, I feel thankful, if anything. That's and great. I think it takes a while to get there. But I'm sure for you, with like all your partying that you had to go through, the dating, <laughs> you know, you're you're just like a whole person now, right? I, I feel like when I, dis when I talk to people that have gone through divorce, they just have experienced life and they're just like a whole person. They've experienced the ups and the downs and all of that. And I just feel like that's you as well. Like mm. you're, you're so well seasoned. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's pretty accurate. That yeah. is pretty accurate. And you know, I, I, I don't know if we ever figure it all out and there are many more lessons to learn, but as it pertains to romantic relationships, especially for me personally, even after two marriages, I still hadn't figured out what I needed to know to be whole, to your mm. point. And so I then started, you know, like, I love you, Chriselle, because you, you're you always, I, I need more friends like you in my life because you seem like you, you're very pointed about what you want and putting it on paper and designing your life that way and then going and getting it. And a lot of people live like that and it serves them very well. I'm kind of like, I collide a little more than I probably mm. should, especially when it w came to men. Like if anyone would have asked me years ago, like, what's your type? I didn't have a type. I mm. mean, they were breathing. They were my type. You know, it was like, <laughs> you know, I mean, from 20 to 60, you know, every color, every ethnicity, every background, every socioeconomic like level, like I just, I, I, I don't think I was a love addict, but I definitely do love love. And mm. my mom, married five times. Sorry, oh. mom. So certainly some of that was just what I was exposed to yeah. in my environment, whatever. But after divorce two, for me, it was like, I need to wake up here. Like, mm. what are the patterns? Who am I choosing? Why am I choosing? What does that say about me? And what do I want at the end of the day? I yeah. don't want another failed relationship, yeah. by the way. I don't know that I want to be married forever either, by yeah. the way. But what does healthy love look like? That's what was missing for me. Kyle was my best friend. We married super young. You know, there's no big story there other than, you know, it's that typical we grew apart kind of thing. We mm. were really young and, and whatnot. But then I just started making one bad decision after the other. And I can't just blame it on the guys, right? Yeah. It's like, what was I getting out of that? And what, yeah. how is that serving me? And by the way, how has, how has that held me back? You know, how many more relationships can I give my energy to that don't work out at the end of the day? And so I had to do a lot a lot of soul searching to get to that whole person that you were just describing, because I do feel whole today sitting across from you, but I had to go through yet another heartbreak of being with the wrong person, you know, exposed to a lot of narcissism, a lot of deception, a lot of lies, you know, 
I was losing myself. I was forgetting who I was. You know, mm -hmm. on the one hand, I was professionally standing for my worth mm -hmm. and making these big moves and having all of this courage. But then I was over here in another relationship, you know, swallowing my needs and, 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 and muzzling my voice. And I was, you know, I like to say, you know, he was killing me softly, that mm -hmm. famous song. Like mm -hmm. that was kind of how I was going. And so it took like you have experienced, like I think I had more pain with my last breakup than with either of my marriages. Mm. Pain. Because I thought I was more in love than I had ever been in my life when in reality I was confused what love is. Mm. And so Oh, man, I have done talk about therapy. I've done so much therapy and hot yoga and meditation and going in and getting quiet. It's like back to your day when you felt the wind, the wind. on your face. You guys have to listen to <laughs> the podcast that we just recorded on Kat's podcast. Yes. Because I talk about something, a, a very specific moment in time, the a, wind. A very personal moment for Chriselle when, you know, you, well, we'll let them listen. But it was like that. It was like a moment where... um where I've just been awakening and, and being, it's like stripping it all away sometimes gives you the most, most clarity. And it took that for me to realize my patterns in romantic relationships and, and boundaries, boundaries being just so, so, so huge. What I will accept from a partner and what I will not. And mm -hmm. by the way, you know, drawing those lines in the sand. And so what happened is then I was like, okay, I've I've done all of this work. I've done all this introspection. I've done all this therapy. Now I have to go in the world and put it into practice. Will I ever date again? Because if you do have so many failed relationships, sometimes you just want to just forget yeah. it. Just yeah. forget it, you know? <laughs> and I'm sure there are people listening who are like, oh, I'm so over it and I don't have the right partner. So I was single for the first time for the, the longest I have ever been single in my adult life, which was you know, a solid almost two years. Uh -huh. And by when I say single, I wasn't even dating for a mm. year or so, like nothing, like no dating apps. Like I was like, I, I like to say I was so single, you know, because I wasn't even engaging. And then I, and then when I started to, again, scared again, because I'm like, I have to do this differently and I have to choose differently. And maybe it's not the guy I have the most chemistry with. And maybe it's not the hottest guy in the room. And maybe mm. like, I, I had to detail what I wanted mm -hmm. and then I had to go out there and and choose accordingly for the first time in my life. Mm. And that served you well? Yeah. Okay. That's <laughs> all I needed to know in here. Yeah. I'm in the best relationship I've ever been in. I mean, I honestly can say that. We're, you know, we're six months in and I'm and I'm not future tripping by any stretch. I'm just being in the moment. But it's it's the it's the most safe mm. I've ever felt. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. But, you know, maybe maybe that's what it was. It's like, you know, you got out of your your two marriages, but you didn't necessarily you were committed to those relationships and you didn't get to really date around during those times. But maybe you had to go through those heartbreaks to really find what those boundaries were and what safety felt like, because if you don't go through that, then how, how would you ever know? Yeah. Right. And I'm sure, you know, like you said, people going through divorce, a big piece of it is what now, what's next and mm -hmm. what's my next partner look like and how, how does that work into yes, all of the areas of your life, including the kids. But, um, I would just say, don't go about it blindly at all. Like, yeah. um, and really like we can, you know, for the first time, like I said, I'm writing the plan for my life. Like yeah. we should do more of that. Not that, not that you attach so tightly that you don't let life happen, but, but, but declare what it is you do want and mm. then don't sell yourself short. And how, how did the kids play in the picture for you? Because I, I'm sure they've seen you kind of go through these transitions. Was it hard for them or did they just like totally understand or were they, they just like didn't care? You know, that's been probably the biggest piece that I've, you know, spent time worrying about. It's like, oh man, you know, the guilt again, when a relationship doesn't last, but my saving grace has been that they've always had their dad. And so any man who's come into my life has been additive. It's not like, oh, who's, who's this guy? And he's going to replace our dad because mm -hmm. they're so close with their father. So that took a lot of pressure off mm. because it didn't have to be like a perfect situation. And whoever came into my life didn't have to pretend to be, uh, you know, raising them because yeah. they haven't had to. So that's been huge. I mean, the other concern I, I do think about or speak with them about is I also don't want them to think that nothing lasts. Right. Cause you know, 
here I am sitting here still technically single and have been married a couple of times. And so we, we talk a lot about it. I've been more discerning about ever introducing them to someone. As a matter of fact, Greg, my current boyfriend, my current partner, he has four kids, Griselle. I have my two and we have been super slow with the rollout. He actually, just last night, we had dinner with my boys. The first time the four of us have all had dinner together and it's been six months because he's just been so respectful. He's like, I mean, especially with like these teenage boys, you don't want to just roll up in here like you own the plate. Like he's been very considerate about going super slow with them and, and making sure that they're receptive to to him being with their mom. And it went really well. Yeah, that that's great because I, I can imagine them at this age because they're what, like 17 and 21, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. It's way different than like a yeah. two-year-old and a six-year-old going totally, through it, totally. right? Yeah, yeah. And to your point, I mean, I met his kids a lot sooner and they just, they just think, you know, they don't, they don't totally comprehend all of partnerships mm-hmm. and what that is. They just think I'm, I'm the nice lady kitty cat. Kitty it's, cat. It's just nice. I love that. Yeah. I always kind of jokingly say, not that I'm dating yet. I'm sure I will get there one day soon. Soon. Um, I don't know what soon is. Well, how can you me. not? You got to be the hottest thing <laughs> on the market. I mean, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. For me, I'm just having a lot of fun right now, especially with my girlfriends. But for me, it's it's always about, what was I going to say? You said, I'll get to dating one day. And then I cut you off soon when you do. Oh, I remember now. So... And, you know, never say never just because you don't want to jinx yourself. And it usually happens when you say never. But I think looking forward and if I had to choose a partner eventually, I would actually prefer it if they had their own kids, to be honest. And again, never say never, but I don't think I want more kids. Don't put this on the record, guys. Because I am not wanting to have any more kids. I prefer not to. I have two girls. I'm very, very happy with them. I told this to Rachel Zoe. Everyone that says that has more kids. I'm like, nope, Rachel, <laughs> I am done. I am done. I just can't. Like, But yeah, I. so when you talk about like meeting his kids and your kids, I'm going to get there one day, I'm sure. And I would probably prefer it if they had their own kids just because, I don't know. I like don't want any more kids. Mamas, I just bought myself a beautiful strappy block heel, green kind of like snake leather, (laughs) just went all out because I wanted to step boldly into spring and this heel makes me feel invincible. I love it and it's actually, even though it's green, it pairs very well with jeans and just dresses. So VinceCamuto.com is a one-stop shop for wardrobe staples and occasion pieces that make every moment a chance to express your personal style. Head to VinceCamuto.com slash podcast and use promo code podcast for 20% off your next purchase. Vince Camuto's spring collection is thoughtfully crafted with premium materials and attention to even the smallest details. Chris has been wearing a flat cream color braided sandal and they look so beautiful on her. So if you're looking to refresh your closet for spring, Vince Camuto's collection of woven mules, vibrant slides, and chic convertible handbags is a natural place to start. Head to vincecamuto.com slash podcast and use promo code podcast for 20% off your next purchase. While you're there, do yourself a favor and sign up to be a part of their VC VIP program, where you can earn member perks, previews, and exclusive offers on your next accessories haul. Terms and conditions apply. Well, and here's the other piece. I I hadn't, well, that's not true. When I finally wrote my romantic partner plan, it, it was- You wrote it down. Oh, do you know why? Because Patty Stanger made me. Uh, you know, Patty Stanger. Yes, and so she came on my show because I was like, Patty, I, I'm never going to meet anyone again. I'm getting older. I'm going to be single the rest of my life. She's like, you know, we had to do do the plan. And she makes you list, you know, all of your key, five key elements, two physical elements, all this whole, she has her whole formula. Oh, wow. oh yeah. But one of those, after consulting with most of my friends and get, and hearing enough stories, it was like, well, she thought her advice was you have to choose a partner who's at least been married because my last two partners had not even been married, let alone mm. had kids. And so I agree with you. I think having been married and having had kids, this relationship with Greg is 
we connect on so many levels because he does have kids. And mm. so in the past, I was, you know, making time for my kids and carving out them as priority. And sometimes a partner doesn't understand that if yeah. they haven't been through it. So it's also really nice if you if your next partner can understand that and appreciate that. And you can share about that. I mean, I can, you know, we talk about our kids, how much of them, you know, consumes our every day. Oh, so, yeah. so you share that and you want to share with your partner in that way. Yeah, I, I agree. And I will let you know when I'm ready and when that happens. So you'll be the first you one. You promise? Do I get the I exclusive? When you you're ready. <gasps> Do come on my show when, because we know it's not if, when it happens, <laughs> I want the exclusive and then we'll send it out to people. Okay. Okay. I want it first. Okay. Okay. Is this you on record, Nick? On, oh, on record. Yep. Okay. Producers okay. confirming. We got a witness. We'll do. We just recorded an awesome episode on Kat's podcast. You guys have to take a listen because- I go a little deeper than what I usually do about my personal relationship, but I don't know. It was wonderful. So yeah, the next, like, Chriselle 2.0, when she starts dating, you will get the exclusive. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, you. thank you so much, Kat. Before we end, if there's like, I don't know, just like you do so much, like you're a working mom. You, you've been working since you were so young. You know, everyone was watching you. You were the e-girl, right? And you had kids, you were a working mom for the longest time. And now they're like off to college. And like so most of us are still in it. Like we're in the thick of it, right? Mm -hmm. Like we have little ones. Most of our listeners that are listening in, they're in the thick of it. They're new moms. They just had kids. And we're worried about the littlest things like the day to day that consumes us. You kind of having a holistic view on everything, mm -hmm. seeing your boys, raising your boys, going through divorces, and being like the best version of yourself now, like if there's one thing that you could share with people, whether it be a tip or advice or just like a one line, like anything, yeah, yeah, what would that yeah, be? Yeah. Well, gosh, thanks for saying all that anyway. I think, and I do know what you're describing, and I, I understand for people who are trying to be all the things to all the people in their life, and life is just so fast and it's flashing by before our eyes. And it's kind of like what we were talking about earlier. You look back to some of our maybe proudest professional moments, but you're like missing it because you have such a full plate and you've got everything going on. And I would just, you know, one, being present as hard as that is of an assignment, I would learn the process mm -hmm. because it will definitely, definitely serve you. But I think in order to be present, we have to put ourselves first, which mm -hmm. sounds, again, it sounds selfish, right? Yeah. There was a time when that sounds, that sounds so selfish, but it's not. Putting yourself first and being honest with yourself. And that's a key thing because so many of us like are constantly the narrative in our head is like, oh, we'll get to it later. Oh, we'll do this later. Oh, that'll come later. You know, and we just are we're on this very chaotic, frenetic life track. And I would just say, listen to how your body feels, because mm. that tension inside or that turbulence inside or that little bit of anxiety inside, it's speaking to you. Your yeah. body is trying to tell you something. And so be honest with yourself. Get in tune with that. Listen to that. And give yourself the compassion to, to stop, to stop and listen and then act accordingly. Because I think that just nurturing of our own selves is, is so key because if we can be our best and feel our best and be our most healthiest whole version of ourselves, then everyone around us benefits. Our work benefits, our partners benefit, our friends benefit. Do it. And is that one of the reasons why you decide to choose yourself when you decide to to leave your amazing career at yeah. E? Like oh you gosh. were literally working for years mm -hmm. and you were everyone mm -hmm. was watching you every day. Mm -hmm. Like, did you have to really go internal oh my to like really make that decision? Because that must have been hard. You hit the nail on the head. It's mm -hmm. so funny. The advice I was just giving you was exactly what I was going through because I I knew at my core that it was unfair and I was pissed. I was angry and I felt devalued. And could I have ignored that? You mm -hmm. know, could my ego have said, oh, it's fine. Just take whatever they give you. You're on E. Just yeah. do the next contract. Show up every day, 10 hours a day doing what you do. You know, I know I see your oh. face. It's a lot. And so I was like, wait, this isn't about 
how people see me. This isn't about ego. This isn't about I need my identity has to be E. The question was, can I bet on myself? And do I love myself enough and believe in my abilities for the next season? And how does that look? And there were no guarantees. And yes, that's a risk. But it was about getting in tune with myself. We all I feel like we all know. Yeah. Listen to those whispers, whether the spiritual whispers, whether it's your God or universe or whatever it is. It's there for a reason. It's yeah. speaking of our senses. That's the other sense. You know, yeah. it's it's there for a reason. It is there to serve and protect you. Listen to it. And I think that it will never lead you wrong. It will yeah. never lead you astray. I think the unknown seems so scary to all of us, really. But once you really are able to tap into listening to yourself, as you said, that's all you need. And it will show you maybe not that an entire road and where you're going to end up at, but it will slowly reveal the next best step that you need to take and that's all you really need and that's i think what it means to be present right yes Yes. you got a girl a plus (laughs) where can everyone find you well um Chriselle is trying to help me get on TikTok. So if you go there now, I have no followers or any videos, but you should go to Instagram because I do post on Instagram. I am Kat Sadler. And then my podcast is It Sure Is a Beautiful Day. And you'll find Chriselle there, if not now soon. We have a wonderful, wonderful conversation. And I just, I appreciate you so much. I appreciate you too. Thank you so much, Kat. And we have to do this more because I just like had so much fun doing this with you. So, okay. We're right. Dear media. I'm, I'm easy to find. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kat. See you soon. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. We want to keep this conversation going with you. So please leave us a DM on Instagram and make sure to follow us and subscribe to our podcast. And we would love it if you left us a review. Also, if you're in the Los Angeles area, make sure to visit us at Bumo Work at Westfield Century City Shopping Center. And if you're looking for educational-based content entertainment for your little ones, visit us at www.bumobrain.com or at Bumo Brain on Instagram. 